Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Your hosts are Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, their friends and family with the resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here are your hosts, Sharon and Becky. Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. My name is Becky Olson. I'm a five-time, nearly 23-year survivor of advanced stage breast cancer. I'm also a motivational speaker, speaker mentor, and published author of The Hat That Saved My Life. And I'm so glad Sharon's back. Yay, (laughs) I'm back, yes. So I'm Sharon Hennepin, a 25-year breast cancer survivor, certified life coach, and the author of my book, Thriving Beyond Cancer. Becky and I are also the co-founders of Breast Friends. And it's my pleasure today to have the inspirational moment. And um, what I want to talk about today is courageous conversations. I loved that term when I heard it. And, um, but I am taking it a little bit different angle from how I had originally heard it. Um, This morning, uh, there was a uh, news report about 23andMe having to deal with a lot of emotional distress from people who are uh, finding out they have relatives they didn't know they had. <laughs> and you know what that's like. <laughs> I it, it really spoke to me because I have, but I came from a different angle. Um, some of these people are just wanting to know maybe where their ancestors were from or maybe some health information that they didn't have before. And uh, and then all of a sudden they realize, huh, their biological family that they've grown up with may be structured a little bit differently than they were aware of or even that their parents were aware of. <laughs> and all sorts of interesting things come out. And I laughingly said with Christmas and all of the... Uh, discounts on all the DNA tests um, that I'll have probably several more relatives <laughs> come about this time of year, February, uh, by the time all the uh, tests have been uh, gone through. And I didn't really think about those challenging conversations that other people might be having that really weren't expecting them. I was actually looking forward to them because for me, I was adopted, and so finding who my biological family was was a whole wonderful thing for me. But for everybody, that's not always the case. And so those courageous conversations with your parents, with other siblings, with people that you thought were related and they really aren't, I mean, there it just goes on and on and on. And with all this DNA, it's a pretty crazy thing that they've opened up. Yeah, that is for sure. So, that's a lot to think about. <laughs> and I know you've had you've had some surprises. So, at, at this point in your life, through your kind of journey, you know, you you've you're expecting certain things, right? And so, it's the you've kind of already crossed over that. But for the new people that are just kind of finding out things and learning things, you know, it is yeah. it is challenging yeah. for sure. Yeah. So thank you. You know, when, when you told me what your topic was going to be, I kind of took it in my mind a little different direction too. Uh-huh. And I thought it was going to be more along the lines of courageous conversations about things that are hard to talk about in the life of a cancer patient. And one of the things in my mind, and I'll just throw it out there, is the importance of having a will. Now, this conversation today with our guest has nothing to do with that, but but it's something that that people seem to be afraid to talk about. It's I remember one patient telling me one time when I asked her if she and her husband had their their wills done. And she said, I know I need to, but I'm scared to tell him because then it's admitting I'm going to die. No, it's not. It's admitting that you just want to have one stressor out of the way, you know, be, and yeah. then just get on with your life. So it is that's a courageous conversation, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. <laughs> so. There are so many of those. And unfortunately, uh, there are still some uh, areas of life that are hard to talk about. And yeah. money and dying and sex are still kind of among the top ones. So yep, for they sure. are. And that's why we cover them on our show sometimes. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, with that, let's get on with our show. Um, We have a really great guest with us today, and she's going to teach a 
us how to reframe the game. And I have a sense I know what that is, but I can't wait to hear about it from her. Over the last 20 years, Shandy Welch has worked as a nurse practitioner. Her work as a clinician, administrator, and most recently as a patient has catapulted her vision and enthusiasm for helping others recognize how their perspective can change their cancer experience. Through the lens of a patient and the eyes of a caregiver, Shandy tells the story of how an unexpected cancer diagnosis brought a lesson of trust, strength, love, and clarity. I'm really glad I get to write this down because I could never remember all that. (laughs) (laughs) Shandy founded Fresh Eyes, a coaching and speaking platform for which she's able to connect with other providers and patients to elevate the healthcare experience, teaching us that we each have the opportunity to alter the journey of cancer. Welcome, Shandy. We're so glad you're on our show. Thank you. I am very <laughs> excited to be here with you both. <laughs> oh, and you sound good. We were trying to get Shandy to do this this call with us via Skype today, and we were having some issues, and then we had issues with the phone, but here she is in the living yeah. <laughs> airspace. <laughs> so thank you, Aaron, for helping us get through that. Aaron's our wonderful engineer down in, in Arizona, and he's always so helpful getting us all connected the way we need to be. So, so Shandy, why don't you take a minute and just talk about things like your family, your hobbies, just let us know kind of who you are and what you do now on a high level, kind of light level before we get into the nitty gritty. Sure. Sure. Well, I am now a true Oregonian because I've been in Oregon longer than I have been in Massachusetts, which is where I was born and raised. Um, So I like to say I'm a West Coaster through and through. I um, grew up outside of Boston in a small little town and then went to college out here in Oregon and really have never looked back because the West is where my heart is. So, oh, that's um, nice. I, I, I live have, here I admit, and I Shane. have um, a husband and two, two young girls, 11 and 9, and we have a little farm um, just south of Portland, and I spend most of my time with my animals and being outside and working the land, growing vegetables and trying to stay healthy. And then I work for the past 20 years, as you mentioned, as a nurse practitioner in a large healthcare organization. Um, and I mo- most recently have, have transitioned out of that, which has been really exciting over the last couple of years. And so now you are not doing nurse practitioner anymore, and now you've kind of ventured onto new things, and we will get into that, but I do want to tell you, I'm I'm an Oregonian now, kind of through and through, because I've been here for so many years, but I love Boston. I have a family there, my daughter, her husband, and my two beautiful grandsons all live in South Boston, and I just adore oh. them, so... Boston's kind of a second home. They've made a nice little space for us when we come visit, and it's really great. So, so I do love Boston. Not this yes. time of year, though. It's way too cold. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. The winters yeah. I don't miss for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, Shandy, tell us about your cancer diagnosis because you made a comment that that your unexpected cancer diagnosis brought you a lesson of trust strength, love, and clarity. So I want to hear about your diagnosis and then how that happened. Sure. Um, My mother had had breast cancer, um, but after the age of 65. And so I think, like many of us, we have some bits of cancer in our family somehow. So I was certainly aware of it. Really, my my chance um, and my... um, rate of getting it was not much higher than anybody else, but given I did work at a large hospital, they gave um, mammograms out and to employees for free on different times of the year, so I thought I would just go in and, and go and was not thinking anything, and sure enough, very unexpectedly, it came back positive. So oh, um, that's why I say unexpected, because I, <laughs> I had no reason to believe. Um, I was young. I was uh, 45, and um, it, it. otherwise I've been completely healthy all my life. I've never had any health problems, concerns, on no medications, anything like that. So I had spent my life helping other people and helping them through their journey of um, trauma and unexpected events, but not had not spent a lot of time thinking about myself at that age going through something like that. Um, no, it's, I it's also, tough. the other element to it was that I... 
um, did do the genetic testing, and I tested positive for something that was relatively new at that time, which was check two. Oh, I have that too. Uh, Isn't that fun? Oh, you, yeah. I do. And I that, do. you know, was, I, I think, maybe five years old at that point. At least that's what they told me, and it was that they had just discovered this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I started and with the BRCA that, testing like 10 years ago, and, and like so many people did, I tested negative for that. But, but because it's so rampant in my dad's side of the family, we decided that we probably should check for the expanded panel that they've discovered. And I came up with two of them. One was check two, and one is something called NPN. I, I think that's still really new, and they don't know a lot about it. But, but yeah, and mm-hmm. so I've, you know, my family's getting tested kind of along the way, and we're finding some, a lot of it in our family, as it turns out. Boy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, it brought you the lesson of trust, strength, love, and clarity. And is that kind of how you switched into what you do now? Yes, absolutely. I, you know, it, I think it's always an opportunity for any time something unexpected happens in your life or expected to look at it in a different way, and what I, the experience, and obviously it was a longer time, um, you know, sort of a year-long process of going through the surgeries and, and all of that, but I really learned so much along the way and continually am extremely grateful for the opportunity to have gone through it, and I would not give it back. Um, it doesn't mean it was easy. It didn't mean it wasn't, I wasn't fearful, any of that, but it was so powerful. I mean, I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. I, I continually do because it was something that was a very special connection that I was given and was allowed to receive from my family and from my friends mm-hmm. and from my husband and my children that otherwise I would never have, have been able to experience. Yeah, and, and I think we that, understand that too, Shandy, lucky. because, uh, you know, Becky and I both, uh, we wouldn't have founded Breast Friends, for instance, you know, and yeah. that has given us a lifelong, you know, legacy, basically, to uh, give back and to offer help to other women. And so I completely understand where you're coming from. And I, I get it, the emotional part, too, because it is. Yeah, and you know, Sharon, yeah. the comment she made about not not looking back—I can't remember exactly what you said—but, but you know, it's been a blessing, and um, for Sharon and me, because for all the reasons she just said, and it sounds like it's been one for you as well. Yes. So, what do you do now? <laughs> now, um, I do several different things. So, I do do some still consulting work. I work with Johnson & Johnson to develop um, geriatric fracture programs for hospitals around the country and really looking at best practice and how we can better care for our um, senior patients. So, I love that. Um, and building teams and communication pathways and processes. So, that's what I did a lot in my other career with um, as a nurse practitioner, but also now I work as a coach with, with individuals and with teams. Um, and that all started because of the experiences I had with cancer and talking to women. Mm-hmm. And they would sort of come out of the woodwork um, of, of people I didn't necessarily know or connections of people and say, hey, would you ever sit down, let's say, with my sister and talk to her about your experience? And what I feel that I was able to give to them and the feedback I got was so powerful. And as a provider um, and a clinician, and that's what I always identify myself as, is as a caregiver, that is so rewarding when you can impact people's lives and they can sleep better at night and they can have, you know, they can go through the process with calmness and confidence. And if I was able to give that to people, I, I almost felt it was an obligation that I had to continue that, and I love doing that, and that brought me so much satisfaction and excitement. And so that's what I continue to do, and then also on a, a bigger stage of, of talking to larger audiences about mm-hmm. that same sort of thing. Well, you so, know, we're going we're gonna to come back to that. Sharon, let's, let's go out to break right okay. now and come back, and we'll pick that up on the other side of the break. So stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. For Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio, visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again with the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a card that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states. Giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regions Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the program. We've been talking to our guest, Shandy Welch, about how perspective can change our experience. And um, I just wanted to say from the last segment is it sounds like the the way you got involved with talking with patients and that sort of thing that you have definitely the heart of breast friends. That's that's amazing that you, you know, kind of worked yourself right into that. <laughs> that and Sharon, she lives tradition. close by. She lives close by. I know. I know. I know. She's amazing. So um, I just wanted to chat about that changing of the perspective, that reframing the game, as you had said, as as the title of the show. Um, How do we take back control? And I think that is one of the cornerstones of what is so difficult when you're diagnosed with something that many times and most of us have not encountered before. And it is fear that overrides so much of what we're feeling. And what I believe, and it it goes perfectly, Sharon, with what you had said before, is these courageous conversations and empowering yourself with knowledge. I believe that if you can open yourself up and have those conversations that you're so fearful to have and ask for the information it makes the process so much easier. Um, One of the things that was important for me is when we had talked before about the genetic testing is the more I knew, it's always scary. You know, you open up that that email and it's going to tell you what's going on and it's terrifying. But that's the way to be able to go through to the other side. You have to go through the fire. And that getting that genetic testing is what really helped me decide what type of surgery I was going to have because I did have a choice. And I decided because of the genetic testing, I had a 30% chance of the reoccurrence. And I had small children and a husband and a family. And I thought, you know what? I don't want to, I want to decrease any chance of this coming back as much as I can. I want to take control of this situation. And so I went for a double mastectomy. And mm-hmm. once I made that decision, I was sort of off and running. And it, it made a huge difference. So what, what so many times I find is, is fear, just exactly what you were talking about. We're so afraid that we don't ask the questions, but that just snowballs more and more fear and uncertainty in our bodies. Mm-hmm. And if we can have a moment of courage 
and bravery and to have the conversations about what we are so afraid of. I mean, many times, let's say it's a double mastectomy, you know, what is, what are people's perceptions are going to be of me? What is my body going to look like? What are my breasts going to look like? What do implants look like? I mean, you know, it goes on and on and, and that's, relates to our sexuality and it relates to how we feel attractive to this world and those are real and and to be able to speak about that and connect with other people about that is huge is yeah. so powerful yeah Yes, so powerful. And I think what's really important as well is to make sure that we understand that especially that first part of after you get the diagnosis, that waiting game, that until you have a plan, right, until you actually Mm -hmm. know what you what choices you have, and then you can actually make those choices in an empowering way. And then you feel like, okay, I can do this. I can do Mm -hmm. this. Um, And so I think that really scary time is at the beginning before you really have your plan in place. And then again, after when we don't know what's going to happen, you know, we, we, we hope that we don't have to deal with it again. Like Becky's, this is her fifth time for heaven's sakes, <laughs> you know, but, but, you know, she's strong and she's figured it out and, and don't get me wrong. There's scary times for all of us, no matter what happens in this, in this situation. But once you had the plan, Becky, didn't you feel better? You're on your trial now. And even, yeah. even in this situation, it, it, you feel like you, at least you have some power back. Yes, and and I think that's that's really key. You know, is to you have to have a you have to have a plan because it's that waiting game that that was so oh, difficult painful. for me. Yeah, it yeah. was painful because I saw how fast it went from zero to five tumors in four and a half months, and I and then it was still another three months before I got actually on the trial, and I had visions of terrible things going on, and it was kind of, it was really impacting my perspective, my attitude, and I was. Trying not to let it, but um, but it just seemed like there were so many delays. And then all of a sudden, I'm on the trial. Now I know that we're taking an action. Although I do want to go back to what I learned from our lovely friend, um, Shawnee Fox. And she says, as long as you're staying in the light, you are doing something. And staying in the light means doing what you love in spite of all the circumstances around you. And as long as I'm doing that, and as long as we're all doing that, you know, we, we are feeding our soul and ourselves and it's, that's all good. But, um, but yeah, now, now that I've got a plan in place, yes, I feel a lot better about it, whether it'll work or not, who knows it's a trial, but my, my doctor is working a hundred percent behind the scenes to make this work well for me. So yes, yeah. Um, so yeah. so, how did you um, own your journey? H- how did you do that, Shandy? Yeah. Well, I will say I agree with you. The hardest part of the whole process to me was that decision making, and yeah. I will remember there it was this funny story, as I said, we live out on a farm and, and I had this choice of a lumpectomy or a double mastectomy and lumpectomy with tamoxifen and radiation or the double mastectomy. And um, there was a week, I had one weekend to decide. I had to call the surgeon on Monday and tell her what I wanted to do. And my husband and I were working outside and every time we would cra- cross on our property, because I was on the tractor and he was doing some other stuff, we would yell out what we thought was the right thing to do. And at the end of the day, we had a tally. <laughs> and it was like, okay, what one? And I was like, double mastectomy. We're getting that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, so how many, did it change a lot? I mean, each time, did, was there a lot of change each time that you were thinking there, about it? There was. There was. Um, you know, you sort of, okay, if I did this, what would it look like? What are the pros? What are the cons? You know, I'm a thinker. I sort of God, I go through everything in my head a million times. And I really (laughs) wanted to make sure that I had thought through all scenarios. And then, but once I made that decision, um, and it was interesting, what made the decision was a conversation with my sister. And it was this 30% chance of it coming back. And I didn't really get what does 30% mean? How does that translate into what my life feels like? And Mm -hmm. she said, if you were about to walk on the plane with your daughter and there was a 30% chance that that plane was going down, you were not going to die, but you're going to experience that. What would you do? And I didn't even stop and think. I thought, I'm not getting on that plane. Exactly. Right. 
That is a really good way to look at it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's good. I'm sitting there picturing that. Right. Mm. (laughs) All of a sudden, 30% becomes very clear. Well, yeah, and if it happens to you, it's 100%, you know, that. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Yeah. Wow. And so that was really helpful. And you never know when you're talking to people something that they might say that is really powerful. And, you know, we never know. And so that's another reason why get out and share your story and talk to people and learn about other people's experiences because they may have a little nugget of insight that will bring you so much clarity and you just don't know where you're going to find it. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that, that really helped me on, on that end of things. The other thing I did was, given that I was in healthcare and I had worked in the hospital, is I knew the value of creating a team and a support network behind me and that mm-hmm. that was my right to do. And right. that, I'm amazed, many women or, or people don't know that they have control over that. And that goes back to the control idea mm-hmm. um, of anything that I can control, I wanted to control, which meant I wanted to pick my surgeon. Mm-hmm. And I interviewed three surgeons. And while that seemed obvious to me to do, I've talked to so many women who have no idea that that, that is a choice and that's a right of theirs mm-hmm. to do that. And- and, uh, and when you're, when you're talking about picking a, a a a team, that is so important because these are people that you are literally giving your life to, right? Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. do the right things, to make the right decisions, to to follow up with you for years later. I mean, these are important people in your life. Yeah. Yeah. But yet we don't, you know, I, I mean, I've talked to people that have come and I said, you know, who's your surgeon? And they said, and I said, well, who, you know, who's that? Is there, is there specialty breast cancer? And they said, well, no. <laughs> like, well, don't you want someone that that's their passion? That's their excitement? That's what they do and love working on you? Yeah. And they said, well, yeah. I said, well, then, then find that. Yeah. Right. You need to find that so that when you're going into the OR... The feeling I had, I'd picked my anesthesiologist, I'd pick, now, I'd pick my surgeon, and I'd pick my plastic surgeon. And I felt 100% comfortable going in there, that I felt blessed and so lucky that I had 60-plus years of eyes only on me for the next five hours. Oh, I love that, L- yeah. looking at it like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Right. That's good. And that's where you reframe the game. Right? I felt uh-huh. so lucky and thank them that they are spending their time on me that day. And I was so relaxed and I was so calm because I had done the work. And that is a time then that you believe in yourself. You believe that you've done the work and now it's the time to give yourself to them. Right. And not giving up, but, but saying, I believe in this process, I believe in the work, and I believe in these people. And we are a team together. And we are going to be successful in whatever that looks like. Sharon, but I will that, never that re- act as a victim. Yeah. Right. Sharon, I, this is reminding me very much of the guest that we had a, a few weeks back. His name is Liam Ryan. He was from Ireland. Oh, yeah. And he talked about his team. And Shandy, when you just said that we're all in this together, you know, you're part of the team as well. I, I just want to add to what he said because I, and, and it sounds like you are kind of like that already anyway, but he had a very, what was considered uncurable disease, uh, tumor in his face that was, they gave him a month to live and it took him a month to put his team together. So he wasn't sure he would even be alive for that. But he knew that if they were willing to to take on this task and be his team, that he needed to be part of the team and present the best patient possible on that gurney the day mm-hmm. that they did the surgery and, you know, by being as strong and healthy as he could otherwise besides this thing and being positive and energetic. And, and that, you just remind me of him and he was a very amazing guest. So, um, but yeah, we are, we are part of the team. It's not just up to them to save us. It's up to us to be, be in that same mindset with them that 
that they can save us, they will save us, and we need to be be that positive person on the table, I think. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think that's that active piece of it. Like you mm-hmm. were talking about, um, Dr. Fox, about, you know, being in the light. That's the part you can do. Right. That's the part that the patient can do, that positive thinking, the, the affirmations, the um, meditations to mm-hmm. keep your anxiety down, these kinds of things. These are what you have control over. Right. And then if you've put a good team together, then those people are going to do their specialty to make sure you come out the other side. And granted, even with the best team, there are going to be situations, and we're not so naive to not know this, that that sometimes we don't make it out the other side. But bottom line putting all of these things together mm-hmm. are going to give you the absolute best chance to live a very long, prosperous, healthy life. That's right. That's right. Well, that's wonderful. I, I um, totally oh, go agree. Ahead. Yeah, go I ahead, I totally Shane. agree with you, and I'm so glad you say that because I think so many times in healthcare, we don't, we don't see ourselves as a patient, as an active participant. It's being done to us. Right. We're and the victim. I think we need to change that. <laughs> yeah, for right. sure. Right. It is, it is, you know, you, you did get diagnosed with something, but you're in the game. This is you. And there are so many things you can do. I've seen so many people go into surgery and I can tell you before they go in how successful that's going to be just by watching them. Wow. And what I'm talking about is their attitude, sure. their energy, what they've done to prepare their body. You know, you sometimes have a very short amount of time or you have a long amount of time. Mm -hmm. But I don't think any of us would go and enter into a a running race, a marathon, and not get ready, not get hydrated, not do all of these little things. And those are things you can do that on a cellular level will change your body. Yeah. And put you in a really good place for success and healing. Yeah, that makes that it, that makes complete sense to me. So, um, when we're talking about making this shift in in our thinking, uh, before we take a quick break, what can you give us a couple of tips to kind of help us if we're not maybe quite there yet that we need to make that shift? Yes, um, I would start with getting very clear with what your vision is. What do you want? What do you want to feel like? What do you want to look like? What do you want to um, teach other people, whether your kids? I mean, I was also teaching my children. What's it like to have cancer and how are they going to perceive cancer? So mm. to get extremely clear with your vision. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, while that sounds kind of simple, it's, it's not. And ask yourself the hard questions. And then ask yourself, what am I willing to do? to make that vision become reality. And that's okay. also hard because that means I may have to change some things. Okay. Um, then I think you get a plan in place. And I love that idea of affirmations. You get outside, you get fresh air, um, you get the support of the people around you that hold that vision for you and hold you accountable for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That is really important. Um, I remember I, I did, had my children naturally, and I did the hypnobirthing, and I would talk to people all the time that would say, Shandy, you are crazy. You will just <laughs> want the drugs. You will never be able to do it. You will never be successful. And I had to ask gently and nicely those people to not comment like that because right. I really needed to be in a space where I was being supported, however crazy, they thought it was, but I needed to keep the, my vision first and foremost in front of me. Yep. Right. You know, Shandy, and, I, I support that. I had all five of my natural, and it's amazing what they want to oh, do to you. They want to give you all these things, and it's like, yeah. no, <laughs> I, I need to experience yeah. this, so just leave me alone. Um, yeah, so I get that. Hey, we are going to actually yeah. go out to break. Um, we will be back in a minute, so stay tuned. When a woman is diagnosed with cancer, she faces unique challenges. No one understands this better than the experts at Compass Oncology. 
Our women's cancer program includes a team of specialists in breast and gynecologic cancers, genetic testing, and the ongoing care of women with high risk factors. From targeted therapies and clinical trials to needed emotional support, Compass is a leader in treating women's cancer. Find out more at compassoncology.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to our program. We've been talking with our guest, Shandy Welsh, about how perspective can change our experience. And again, I think the mind is such a powerful thing. And um, I, I love that last segment when we were talking about how we really do have a lot more control than we think. Um, what do you wish all patients would know before surgery, Shandy? Um, I wish they would know that they have control and that Mm -hmm. they can, if they choose it, a lot of this is choice and it's how you choose to look at it and what you bring to the table will change your outcome and the stories you tell yourself will affect your success. Mm -hmm. So to not be the victim and to um, spend some time finding your vision and creating the space and the people around you to be able to have a positive outcome because I believe you have a lot of control over that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would, I would also spend the time, you know, connecting with your surgeons, connecting with your medical professionals, and continually ask questions and empower yourself with knowledge until you feel like you really, really understand I think some people get very intimidated by talking to physicians and for them to know it's okay to keep asking questions until you feel really, really comfortable with what's going to be happening. This is your body. This is, you know, you're the quarterback of this game Mm -hmm. and you have to make sure that you feel that you are empowered and that that is your right. Boy, I couldn't agree with that more, really. Yeah. I I fired a doctor once over a piece of Kleenex, and she'd been been doing my follow-up care for six years. She kind of took me over from her her colleague that retired, and when I got diagnosed a second time, I didn't like the way that went at all, and I ended up leaving her, and I went to a whole new doctor, and I just... You're right. I mean, we we are in control of that. We do get to make that choice. And I don't do that lightly and I don't say it lightly, but I was not getting what I needed to get through my second journey. And we we have to we have to as part of that feeling empowered, I know what I needed to get through that second journey. And after six years she had no idea who I was or what I needed. Mm-hmm. And it was like, wow. <laughs> so Yeah, no, I and agree and with that's that. that's really um uh, disappointing, you know, yeah. when when that happens, and and we realize that. But that was, uh, you know, kudos for you t- for realizing it and moving on to someone who who could give you that support that you needed. Yeah. Um, the tr- the tricky part is, you know, I tend to be kind of positive poly type of a personality anyway, and even if it takes me a day or so, I can usually figure out, you know, the the silver lining of something. Um, not everybody is blessed with that kind of positivity. And so um, for those people who maybe don't have that, um, kind of feel like the victim in all of this, um, how, would you, how would you suggest they kind of be able to move from that victim mentality to being more on the defensive um, and, and, and or being more proactive, I guess, is the, really what I'm looking for. How would you do that, mm-hmm. Shandy? 
Um, that's a great question. Um, and I think you're right. You and I, I think there's nurture versus nature, which yeah. is mm-hmm. naturally more positive. So that, that element of this journey comes a little bit more easily to us. Yes. But I think you can create that. Um, one, you get really clear with what you want. If you don't want success and you don't want, you know, you want to be the victim, then you're going to create that. You're going to create that from how you look at things. So first be really honest with yourself and ask yourself and hold yourself accountable that what I am doing, what I'm saying, the people I'm surrounding myself with, how is that serving me? How is that serving my vision? Mm-hmm. And if you realize that I'm surrounding myself with a bunch of negative people, is that in alignment with my vision to be more positive? And if it is not, you need to take the steps to change that. And you can do that. And, and you know, Breast Friends is an amazing organization that does exactly that. So yeah. you reach Thank out you. to resources that are available and people that you may or may not know right now. But you are determined because that is your vision to find the support you need. So that's one way um, I would definitely say you can do it. Um, music to me was something that was really important. I called it my goosebump playlist. Um, <laughs> so you know there's songs that you listen to that you sort of, for whatever reason, you get goosebumps and mm-hmm. it right, moves right. you right. in yeah. some way. Well, I would made a playlist of all of those songs. And anytime I had a day or a moment or a thought, that I felt myself going in the other direction. I would put my music on and I would listen to that and it automatically would rise me up again. And that, that made a huge difference to my life. Um, the other thing is I had my own personal mantra, which is I am strong, I am powerful, and I am confident. Oh, wow. And I would stand there with my chest up and my head up with my arms out in the middle of a field, and I would say that over and over and over again to myself. Wow. When I would roll into the OR, I said that to myself. And it, those things do change you. And, well, and, wor- and words matter. Words yeah. matter. If you say yeah. you can't or uh, I won't yeah. or any of these kinds of things, that's what your yep. brain hears. Yes, you're right. You can't yeah. and you won't, <laughs> you know. Exactly. Yeah, I, I love that. I, I'm picturing you standing out in your field doing that. I think they refer to that as like the super superpower pose. <laughs> right, know? right, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> and believing that with your whole heart, I think there's there is a lot of there is a lot of strength in that. So, so good for you. That's great. Um, and I think I, when you when you kind of feel yourself going to the dark side, <laughs> you know, the less than positive side. Uh, like you said, pull out those things that have helped you in the past, whether that's music, uh, praying, journaling, uh, you know, don't don't suppress your fears. Think through them and then get to the other side. Are they really are these things that are really scaring you? Is that really going to happen? I mean, is that really possible? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's a tiny little percentage possible, but most likely, if you really think through some of those things that are scaring you so badly, most of it's not going to happen. That is for sure. It's kind of like reading all of the si- possible side effects of a of a drug that you're taking. You read oh. all the side effects, <laughs> yeah. and the mm-hmm. the most common one, like the one I'm on right now, I'm on an immu- immune therapy, and the most common side effect is fatigue. But there is, if you read the whole list of possible ones, oh gosh, um, yeah. or that what other people have possibly reported, I mean, you could drive yourself crazy. But it's yeah. the only one I actually feel is fatigue. So that's that's good, right? That is a good thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah. absolutely, I agree with that. So I have, a, I have a question. I'm going to kind of move us along because I don't want to run out of time. But um, when does positivity become a burden? And Because I know that was one of the things that we had talked about beforehand. And so when mm-hmm. does it become a burden? Because sometimes it can, which I never thought of until yeah. we talked. Yes. I, it is something that I felt um, as someone that is most of the time quite positive, And I try to see the upside of, of really any situation you come to be known for that, right? And there's sort of this unspoken badge that you carry around. If someone wants some positive uh, insight 
or ideas or just feeling, they come to you and, and you kind of rev them up. But what happens when you just don't feel that? And it's, I felt sometimes this pressure of, I always have to be positive when I just want to just let down and feel the fear. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it was it, very interesting. This is a very unexpected feeling of, but I'm supposed to be positive. I'm the positive person. I'm right. the one that cheers everybody else up. Uh. And I had to struggle with that a little bit to say right now. But again, this was my own story in my head. No one right. expected right, me right, not right. to have a bad day. Um, <laughs> That's true. We do but that. I had to give myself permission to say, it's okay. Let it down. Do whatever you need to do. And it doesn't mean you're not positive. Because I right. like I like being able to give that gift to people. Yeah. Um, I can was, relate to that. I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. interested if either of you feel that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. I, I tend to be that way, too. And, and you know, there's some times, like, I go to a meeting and I'm quiet all of a sudden or, you know, and it's like, what's wrong, Sharon? Are you okay? Yeah, because <laughs> you know? yeah, right. no one expects that from you. <laughs> exactly, you know, and, and I I totally agree. You know, it's there's there are times when we have to, I have to pull out my little secret weapons to keep me going, to keep me positive, because there's stuff going on in everybody's life. You know, we all have our good days and our bad days. The The tricky part is, and as we know, you just want to make sure you have a lot more positive days than you have bad days, right? right. And mm-hmm. and yeah. that's normal. That That is what is really life um, yep. because you're all going to have ups and downs and cancer certainly can be one of those downs. But you know what? It doesn't have to be down all the time. It can be a positive thing, especially as you've talked about these different ways of bringing yourself up, giving yourself the power that you need to be able to move through these scary moments. Yep. You know, we talk mm-hmm. about the pity party and, you know, that's not a phrase we made up. It's been around for years. But um, when you talk about the pity party, it, sometimes you sink into the pity party. You, you go there and it's okay. It's truly okay to go and have a little pity party all by yourself or maybe drag a friend into it with you. The key is don't stay at that party too long, you know, because you you can really drag yourself down to a point where you become, you know, like you're just paralyzed because you can't do anything once you're there. But if you just don't stay very long, you know, find change something, even if it just means getting up and taking a shower. Sometimes that shower, that warm water, just it's a positive thing. Showering is always a positive thing. Yeah. Especially in my world, but, you know, being Greek and Italian and all that, you know. But anyway, it's something that you <laughs> definitely want to do, and it's positive, and it's just that little thing that might change your, your moment anyway. And then that one moment leads to the another moment and to another moment. So, so yeah, I yeah. I wanted to make sure we kind of went there. So, I've got a couple of other questions I want to ask you specifically about something that you wrote, and it was, you said you had a profound moment, and I'd like to I'd like to have you share with our audience what that was and what did you learn from it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was in the shower. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. See, good segue, huh? <laughs> I was in case you forgot yeah. what your message was. <laughs> well, you know, I think this is when the positive comes out, and these are these experiences that you will never forget. And and it's so interesting. I was just thinking so much of this conversation while we're talking about breast cancer has not been about breast cancer. It's about yeah. the experience and the journey that it takes you on, which has very little to do with the medical side of it. Mm-hmm. And this That's is a, so a story that um, was completely unexpected. And it was the first time I, had, I was in the hospital one night and came home the next day. And I, I, two days later, I was able to take my first shower. And as people know that have been through this, you feel, I felt like a wounded little animal you know I sort of you you sort of cave in your chest because you're so afraid of something touching it or hitting it and I felt weak I felt tired I had all that anesthesia that was still trying to get out of my body Um, and I needed to take a shower so I got in the shower and I now have two drains coming out from underneath my arms and I I was looking up and I could feel the water coming it felt so good and so relaxing, and I, but I, I felt almost shaky, and I looked down, and I could see my 
my scars and the stereostrips and the betadine was being washed off my body. And I just felt so, so different. Uh, my breasts were gone. And not as a, I, I wouldn't say I didn't feel like a woman, but that, you know, your sexuality has changed a lot. Mm-hmm. And all of those emotions were coming. And at the same moment, I looked up and there was my husband in the shower with me with the most gentle, loving presence. And he was just slowly washing the betadine off me and washing the dried blood off me and holding me. And that was really the first time I just sobbed. I'm Mm -hmm. sure he thought he was hurting me or something was wrong. And it wasn't. It nothing. It was the exact opposite. At that moment, I realized this connection I had with this person of this love of my life that was holding me could see nothing of what I was seeing. Mm. He was not seeing the scars. He was not seeing all of that that I was worried about. Mm -hmm. He was seeing the person he loved and just holding me. And that was the most magical moment that I will hold forever. Oh, that is so so beautiful. Moments like that. Yeah, that's, you know, that reminds me of something that a friend of mine wrote in a book about her, her fiance when her, when she got her cancer diagnosis, her husband left her, he couldn't deal with it. And when she was getting married again, when her new fiance proposed to her, she said, I need to show you something first. And she showed him the scars. And he said, Oh, it's all that's all that is that just lets me get closer to your heart. I loved that. That was very sweet. (laughs) Anyway, listen, we are almost out of time, so I have to skip another couple questions that I really wanted to ask you, but because I want you to talk about fresh eyes, Uh, you've got about a minute. Can you tell me what fresh eyes is? Uh, What what is it? And just very quickly, what you do? Yeah. Yes. So, well, fresh eyes is just is my platform for not only talking with people individually. And really, I come at it from the, you know, changing your perspective and looking at things in a more positive way and the difference that that can do to impact your life, whether it's cancer or not, it doesn't matter. Um, It will transform what success means for you in your life. Um, How can people reach you through that? Because we're we're down to our last minute and I've got to, I got to cut this off, but just give us a quick email or a website. How can people reach you? Sure. Sure. It's fresheyes.solutions is my website. And then my direct email is shandywelch at gmail.com. Excellent. Thank you. I really hate cutting off our guests at the last minute, but when we're down there, we're down there. So anyway, if you've enjoyed our show today, um, please consider making a donation online to keep this show going. We love that you're listening to it. Share share it with uh, with other people. Also, we're now on all the major podcast platforms, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and more. And we will be back next week. And until then, remember, we are there's always hope, and we're here to help you find it. Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Please join Sharon Hannafin and Becky Olson again next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. There is always hope and we'll help you find it. We'll talk again next time.